Hi, this is EJ. Welcome to Fed Talks. If this is your first episode, uh, Fed Talks is short for Fetus Toxington, which is my full last name. I prefer to use the shortened version. How's everyone doing? I paused for you to answer, but I can't hear you. Uh, sorry, I've got the sniffles. This might be a problem. I apologize. If you have an issue with sniffles, don't listen to this one. Or, you know, grit your teeth and get through it. I can't tell you how to live. So, I'm going to be honest with you. And here at Fed Talks, we're always honest. It's like Christmas, according to the movie Love Actually. On Fed Talks, we tell the truth. I'm holding up a sign that says that also just to really bring the point home and remind you of that scene from that movie where Rick from The Walking Dead uh, makes a weird point. Uh, boy, I got thrown... I'm thrown off already. We're one minute in and I have lost the thread. Anyway, to be honest with you, it's been kind of a kind of a bad week over here. Nothing really specific, just... Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's not mince around. I'll be honest with you people who listen to this. All four of you. I'm kind of been real depressed this week. Uh, and you can tell because I watched Perry Mason three more times, including instead of the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. The people who are sharing my HBO login should really be keeping track of, should really be keeping an eye on me. And when, uh, when, when they log in and my, my recently watched queue is nothing but Perry Mason and Batman cartoons, you have to ask yourself, hey, is EJ doing okay? Uh, so I'm fine. It'll be fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking for help or concern or anything. It'll be fine. But as a result, I, I have not really... I don't trust my brain to generate new material right now because mostly my... My brain's... You know, it's, it's... It's tired and mad at me, essentially, is what I'm saying. So, uh... I thought we'd do a special Fed Talks Origins episode where I'm just gonna... 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 Tell a story from my past. I do not know if it will have a point or be funny. Uh, I guess I never know that going in. I just just hope. But I thought it would be fun to uh, tell the story of my of my uh, of my <laughs> my days of being a big name on the local karaoke circuit. Uh, and I know it sounds real dumb, and I assure you it is. But it was fun, and it's kind of pertinent to to what my life is now. So, uh, let's just, uh, let's just settle in and old man Fettus is gonna, I guess, tell a story about <laughs> when I used to sing. Not well. We'll get to that. So this, this would have been two, early 2002, maybe late 2001. I think it must have started in, in late 2001, actually. You know, when the nation was reeling from a devastating loss, some of us said, hey, you know what's a good idea? Let's go to a bar and sing one week in front of strangers. <laughs> we grieve in our own ways. Uh, there was a local 
a local bar. I mean, most bars have karaoke now. It was not, it was just kind of making a comeback or getting a foothold. I don't remember. I don't know the karaoke timeline, man. But there was this, uh, this local bar. I remember going with my, my friend Brian, who you have not heard mentioned on the show before. And there's a reason for that. And we'll get to it. It's going to be like American Graffiti, where after the credits, I'll reveal the fate of everybody in the story. And that's where you'll find out he died in Vietnam. I remember we went to kind of this tra- kind of this trash bar uh, where, in my memory, must fail me on this because there's no way it's true. But I seem to remember there was like a special one day a week where they'd serve you, instead of a regular glass, they'd serve you your drink in a glass that looked like a butt. And there's no way that could be true. There's no way they could have had enough enough butt glasses to to f- to serve the entire clientele for one night a week. It just seems it seems impossible and it seems like a waste of space to have two two complete bar filling sets of drinkware and only use one of them once a week and also have it look like a butt. I remember drinking out of a butt. That be sure you clip that audio and use it in a drop. Uh, so I remember that aspect. I, I remember butt drinks. And there's no way this can be, that can be true. But let me have my delusions. And I just remember us finding out they had karaoke on Monday nights. So we started going Monday and I think we were just bored, honestly. And that seemed like a thing to do. And now you have to understand, I I can't sing. I can't sing at all. I'm a terrible singer. I know that seems shocking, what with you listening to my voice now and and extrapolating that this 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 delicate, finely tuned instrument could really be put to good effect when paired with music. But I assure you, it is it is terrible. It is bad to listen to. Uh, but I also have no sense of shame, I guess. And like, I'm okay with being a bad singer. It's, you know, some people who are, you know, self-conscious about it are, you know, it can be weird, but I know I'm bad. I don't care. And here, here's the thing. I'm sort of good at comedy, but I feel like I can get people on my side easier with karaoke than with comedy, even to this day. Because... Maybe because it's it's less the karaoke's less personal, so there's less of less of my nonsense standing in the way of winning people over. But like you'd be a bad singer, but you just you just have to pick a song that's not real really complicated. You know, I'm not going to be screwing up a bunch of notes. It's I tend to tend to lean into songs where mostly if you talk fast or do a funny voice, people are happy. Uh, you know, you find your strengths and you play to them, and. We did that for a while, and then in what is actually sort of a life-changing moment, we met some other karaoke guys. Uh, one of them was my current friend, Sam. Current friend. We'll see by the time the next episode comes out. Uh, my friend Sam, who's been oft-mentioned here, and who has not made a theme song for this show, but also I haven't asked him. Uh, he was there with his his brother Bill and their friend Job and uh, Bill. I call him Billy. Why am I calling him Bill now? I'm trying to sound grown up. No, he's Billy. He's 48 years old now, but you know what? He's Billy. Uh, Billy and Job were in a a band that was uh, 
kind of big locally and almost got big nationally like they toured but they toured in a in a in a two thousand dollar van you know it was sort of uh like they they were they were on sally jesse Raphael as a band not as a (laughs) as, as a topic um but they were you know being karaoke dorks like we were we sort of all we joined forces and so Brian and I made these new friends that we just meet up with every Monday night and we go to karaoke and it eventually kept getting bigger a bigger group uh, largely because everybody else in the group besides me had other friends and they would join Uh, I was not great for the recruiting aspect of it since I I don't know people Um, and it, it was this it was this crazy, like, like it became this big thing Monday night. We'd have this huge group, and, like, it would be the people who weren't necessarily in our group, but it was the same people every week, and it was kind of just kind of this weird community. And, uh, like, this this was 2002, and I, I work for a mortgage company. In 2002, there was a huge boom, and I was working crazy hours I was working you know 60 65 hours a week uh, because I was young and I could do that and also it was very bad for me but still Monday night I would stay out out till 2 in the morning and be at work by 6 a.m. and I don't know how I did that like it seems it scarcely seems possible if I go out now I need to rest for two days afterwards but uh, so it was this, you know, it was this this big, fun, dumb thing. Like, uh, uh, it was my birthday one year on karaoke night, and there was a big party, and it was like the, it was a big EJ party. It was really fun. Um, there used to be a thing where people would steal my clothes when I performed. Performed sounds a little grandiose. When it was my turn to sing a song. Uh, and so I would always make sure I had had boxer shorts with a cartoon character on them. And like everything about that is very much out of step with my, my personality as it is now and was then, in fact. And if I think about it too much, I think maybe I was the butt of that joke rather than being a participant in it. And I'm just not going to try to audit my past experiences too much right now because... It can't lead anywhere good. Uh, but it was this, you know, it was, it was, oh, God. Okay. This is going to get a little blue. I'm going to tell, you know, I'm going to tell my two stories back to back, even though they're not specifically connected. But this way, uh, if you're sensitive, you can not listen. And actually nothing happens in them. But uh, my... I'll use slightly, slightly more uh, rough language than I usually do. Even though I mark every episode as explicit, just in case I swore. But there was, there was one time, kind of at 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 the height of karaoke night when uh, this woman who was there every week, and I don't know that I ever knew her name, but she had a mullet, and uh, she kind of cornered me and. 
told me I should leave with her because she would, and I quote, uh, turn my dick inside out. And that was very scary to me, so I left. And now, with some years under my belt, I'm just intrigued and wish I'd asked more questions because I don't even know like what that's a euphemism for. Like it certainly doesn't invoke a, a pleasant experience. So I, I don't I can't even imagine what what somebody could do to you that would be both pleasant and evoke that particular feeling, which seems horrifying. Uh yeah, I've I got scared and ran real fast. I mean, I didn't like, you know, like right in front of her, more snuck out and then ran to my car. I was not insulting, but I was also terrified. Uh, and since we're also, and since I'm on the point of, of me being awkward around women, uh, Job, uh, who I have not really kept. No, nope, I'm not going to tell you more about Job until we get to the end and I do my credits. Uh, he had decided that in his words, it was his job to get me laid. So when we would go to like their shows, not, not karaoke, their band's actual shows, which were usually, they were kind of in their waning days then, so they didn't do that many live performances. So when they did, it was kind of a big deal. And it was, you know, wherever they were, it would usually get packed. And Job had this thing where he would often just introduce me to a woman tell them I was a member of the band and walk away. And that's manifestly not true. And it it's not it's not any sort of a supportable falsehood. What with the fact that I am clearly not going to be performing with them. Uh, I don't know what he thought that would accomplish. And it was always incredibly awkward because I'm not going to uh, to to build on his lie, which just left me. And it was also so obviously a lie, but so obviously that word got away from me. But it was not entirely obvious that I wasn't in on it. So I just got treated like a gross creep a lot. And I'm like, I just, I just wanted to mind my, mind my own business, man. I'm not perpetuating falsehoods. Job is, Job's got some weird ideas, man. So that was always just something I could count on to be weird and awkward and make me feel bad. And then I found out eventually that Job thought I was consistently, consistently hooking up because of his help. He, he mentioned once, all, and again, this is me getting a little blue. He mentioned once all those times he got me laid. And I'm like, what did you think happened every time? You would say, this guy is in the band. You would walk away, and I would just immediately start humping. I don't know, man. He was, that was a weird guy. Boy, the more I think about these, uh, the life, some of those people were weird, right? Uh, but I got, <laughs> I got recognized a couple of times, needed a fake name, but that's how... <laughs> <laughs> That's how people know me. <coughs> Sorry, I'm coughing and sniffling. Look, it's possible I'm not a well man. We'll find out. We'll see what kind of shape I'm in next week. We'll see how many times I watch Perry Mason this week. I shouldn't have ended two sentences of the week. I think thought that flowed weird.
So it was this this fun time that went on for a while, and then the the bar and uh, like the bar owner set up these new rules where you couldn't do a second song until everybody had done their first. But since people keep flowing in, uh, it was. You know, if you sang once, that was it for the night, which took a lot of, of fun out of it because, uh, you know, it just, I'm going to sit there for five hours. I'm not going to watch each of my friends sing once. No, Sam's a musician. Get him up there. Let, let us hear that voice. So, and I do not remember if I was involved in this. It feels like the kind of thing I would remember, and it also feels like the kind of thing I wouldn't do, but I can't put anything past young me. But uh, the the manager of the bar was was singing, and everybody hated him, and it was bad. And definitely Brian and Sam, and maybe me, uh, decided to just moon him, which I'm not proud of. And again, I don't remember. It does not seem like something I would do. It seems like something I would champion another person doing, for for sure. And his reaction, because he was one of those one of those doofuses who really put some really put some mustard on it. He's closing his eyes to hit the notes, and then when he opened his eyes to see two to three butts staring back. Wait, no, I remember his reaction. So I couldn't have been mooning him because I remember his face. I was not in the, involved in the mooning. Wow, way from way to Sherlock Holmes that. You'd think I could have put that together, given that these are my memories, but uh. His reaction was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, where he just went from being a normal guy to a guy who was staring down the barrel of a couple of butts. And he visibly recoiled. <laughs> and we were immediately banned for life. I mean, nobody said banned for life, but I never went back. Uh, it certainly felt like a lifetime ban. And that obviously kind of put it. We tried to we tried uh, to get some other places going, and it just it just never felt the same. And by that point, Sam was actually performing music in bars, and it's why does he want to do that on his day off? To he was singing cover songs in bars already. Why does he want to come do it for free and not be allowed to play an instrument? So and. You know that was that was sort of the end of it. Uh, uh, Billy met his wife through karaoke. She, I mean, she was a waitress at the bar. He probably would have met her eventually, but yeah, he's they're married. They have two kids. Their daughter is obsessed with Godzilla, which makes her my favorite child in the world. Uh, under under seven division, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to make any big pronouncements. There's, probably cool kids out there. I just don't know many of them. Ah, but she's pretty rad. And like, she's into the deep cuts Toho monsters. She has a, she has a toy of Mechagodzilla and she's very upset that the trailers for Godzilla versus Kong portray Godzilla as the bad guy. So we'll see how that shakes out. Um, I think he's being mind controlled by Tywin Lannister from the end of Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh, but we can talk about that later. No, we're not going to talk about that later. Maybe. i got to do one of these every week. Maybe we'll just sit back and talk about the recent Godzilla reboots. Uh, so, you know, so kind of worked out. Uh, Job is a teacher in Baltimore, uh, which 
I assume means that his life is season four of The Wire, which is kind of cool, but also bleak. Uh, that's how I met Sam. And after a couple weeks of karaoke, he invited Brian and I to come do improv with a group he was starting. And I remember that first that first practice, there were like 20 people there, and I probably never saw 13 of them ever again. Uh, but right up till the pandemic started, he and I were still doing improv. Uh, so it went from being a 20-person group to two, uh, which is not a great rate of attrition, but, you know, you, you, you got to get, get down to the nut, right? And I am still convinced that I only got invited because I was with Brian because he is the more, uh, what do you call, uh, he's the more, more immediately likable of the two of us. Uh, he seems like he'd be funny, but he, you know, he's mostly just kind of loud. But uh, yeah, he's like, you know, he has what do you call charm. Uh, so I, and I think I just got invited as his weird friend and I'm the one who stuck around, so Take that, I guess. Uh, and that's my my oft-mentioned TV-watching group of friends. Uh, 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 Brad and Rachel and the various Beckys. Uh, that's how I know them. Uh, you know, Becky is Sam's sister and Rachel's their neighbor. And uh, the Beckys went to college together and have been friends for, you know, it's just... But also, if you've ever seen a reality competition show on CBS, you know it's dangerous to join an established alliance and be the be like the bottom person because then you're the first one who gets cut once they once they they have the votes they need. So you know, I am the fifth man in a four person alliance, and I will one day be voted out by them. And I accept that it's been a good run, you know. And uh, uh, Brian, and actually, because I've kind of been, I've been thinking about uh, that dude lately, uh, which is why I started thinking of karaoke and decided this would be good to talk to and talk to talk about. Uh, what with me being a mess, uh, he went to med school years later. Like he he was kind of old to go to med school and. Uh, which is good for him. And as soon as he became a doctor, I stopped hearing from him. Um, he got married and had a kid and I never heard from him. The one time I've heard from him in about, I want to say eight years was a couple of years ago when he messaged me on Facebook to tell me I should not say bad things about Donald Trump. So that's kind of it for him, I guess. Um, so that was my karaoke story. Guys, it is, it's starting to run into the, into the, uh, starting to run close to half an hour. Uh, and I am not, as I mentioned last week, I'm not drinking. I mean, I'm drinking, I'm drinking a psychotic amount of water, but I'm not, I'm not drinking, a, drinking, uh, alcohol of any kind until things get back to normal. So I don't have a, a cider to pop so I can pause. So I'm just going to, uh, I don't even know if I can call this a full-fledged ad because I feel like I have to pause recording to differentiate it. But obviously I have a have to do a shout out for my sponsor, teasedbysummer.com. 
uh, best t-shirts on the internet. I just got today in the mail my TC Tugger shirt. And guys, it looks rad. I cannot wait until it is warm enough to wear t-shirts and to have a place to wear t-shirts too. It looks great. It is well designed. It's funny. It's super cool. I got very excited to have this package waiting for me. Uh, I had two packages when I came home. I had I had my TC Tugger shirt, and I had a a the new uh, uh, Super Mario 3D World for the Switch. And guess which one I was more excited about? Yeah, that's right, the shirt. Yeah, I like Mario. I'm looking forward to playing Mario tomorrow. Really gonna sink my teeth into some of this. This is the one where he has a cat suit. I never played that. I didn't have a Wii U. So it's it's all new Mario to me, but still more excited about that shirt. I opened that first. It looks rad. It's awesome. Uh, as are as are all the designs on teasebysummer.com. They are great. I have purchased all of them. Uh, once it is warm, the, those will be the only shirts I ever wear. Uh, so long, short sleeves, except for these, which are also short sleeves. But you know, short sleeve regular shirts. <laughs> That's their slogan, by the way. So long, short sleeves. Except not for these. You know, short sleeve regular shirts. It's not a great slogan, but you know, you can't you can't make awesome shirts and come up with great slogans. That's not fair. I said a bad thing and then attributed it to teasebysummer.com as a bad slogan. That's they they probably have a great slogan if they sank some time into slogan making instead of t-shirt making. Uh, so anyway. Go there. Go to the Etsy store. Uh, be sure you click that little heart to show you admire the store. That's good for the algorithm. And when you buy something, you know what? I've said this as a joke before, but on, on Etsy, you can leave a note for the seller. You, you buy something, leave a note that says EJ sent me. That will not get you any kind of a, a discount or anything. But uh, I'll be honest with you. I would like... Uh, I would like for the summer of Teas by Summer to to believe that there are benefits to being friends with me. And it's been a while, and so far there haven't been any. But, you know, a couple t-shirt sales is something at least, right? It is certainly more than I've brought to the table thus far. So, you know, honestly, you're helping everybody out. Uh, you're You're buying a t-shirt from a, from a great person with a great art ability man <laughs> take two <laughs> nope I'm not going to do take two because I think I'll screw it up all over again and I'm leaving this in because I am tired uh, so you're helping her out you're you're helping me out by by making it look like uh, look like I have you know something to offer and you're helping yourself by getting a great t-shirt. Teasebysummer.com. Check it out. And now I'll awkwardly transition into one last thing. Uh, and this this is actually something I want input on. Uh, and it's also mildly dorky, so Brad is going to go away now. Bye, Brad. Um, so one thing that has come up here in my life and also on this podcast is uh how how much I how much I love uh Batman in particular but sort of DC comics in general. I'm a big DC nerd. 
uh, I think as discussed here, I like the Marvel movies and TV shows much better because they're good. And DC has really kind of pooped the bed when it comes to, I'm using a lot of explicit language today, pooped the bed with their movies. They have been mostly terrible uh, for the last few years. Uh, but, so, I don't really want to dwell too much on all the things that make me a nerd, but like, Bat Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice was legitimately just, just a garbage movie. Uh, and it had some kind of horrifying, uh, horrifying morality uh, in addition to just being, just being bad. Uh, and because of that, I decided I was not going to see any more Zack Snyder movies, including, uh, including Justice League. I've never seen the Justice League movie, uh, which is very hard to admit because, I mean, it's not hard to admit. I just did. It's a weird thing because... I, I love the Justice League as a concept and as characters very much. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because uh, uh, Zack Snyder, the man who made the terrible Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice and the also terrible Man of Steel where Superman solves problems with murder uh, and other bad... I mean, that Dawn of the Dead was pretty good, but everything else has been fairly unbearable. Uh, he didn't famously sort of didn't finish Justice League and there's not even really a point in getting into why because everyone has a different opinion and so now they've for some bizarre reason this movie that people didn't like there he's going back and making a four-hour r-rated Snyder cut of Justice League because the problem with the movie was it didn't have enough Zack Snyder in it before uh, and it sounds absolutely terrible. Like, the fur, the real movie sounded bad. And this, four hours, my God, what kind of punishment is that? It sounds absolutely horrifying. And that's why I'm bringing this up, is because I feel like it would be a good idea. And I don't know if, if there'd be any interest. I was thinking of doing a fundraiser, like a... a GoFundMe or whatever, uh, where if I can raise enough money for charity, I have to watch the four-hour Justice League Snyder Cut and live-tweet it. It will be agony, but I think it might be funny, and I think it would be a nice way to raise money. The problem is, I don't know if there are enough people interested in what I do or tweet to agree to back such a venture. Um, I would probably shoot for a very low amount of money uh, just so I could do something. But I don't even know if that's achievable. I, I literally don't know that I could get one backer. So I'm mulling it over. So I, I'm interested in what you folks think. Uh, if that's something that that could work. Uh, I'm thinking maybe setting a very low minimum. And if we if I don't hit it, I will just make a donation in that minimum amount and then not have to watch the movie. And I also, and this is another thing I like input on in terms of charity, I I don't know what would be the best one. I feel like it should be be a, a, a woman's charity, a possibly for, for domestic abuse or uh, something like that. I don't want to 
ah, because here's the thing is the, the movie that was released in theaters was actually directed by both uh, Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. And for seemingly the third time, we're learning that Joss Whedon is sort of a monster in regards to how he treats women. Uh, and I know I, I mean, Zack Snyder seems like an absolute butthole and a bad movie maker, but as far as I know, he's not, God, that sounds like I'm alleging something to the, I, I don't think he is, uh, a, a sex creep, but I do think his movies tend to treat women very badly. Uh, he has a lot of sexual violence in his movies and a lot of just regular old violence towards women. Uh, in fact, that's the reason the, the four hour, God, Justice League is rated R now is the scene where, uh, the, the bad guy murders all of the supporting cast from Wonder Woman is way more violent now. So I just feel like that would be maybe good karma. Uh, you know, and there's, there's a lot of good causes and good charities, but I, I feel like thematically, at least that's a good way to go. And it's something that I would feel very good about supporting, but I'm, I'm genuinely interested to know what everybody thinks. If that's something that maybe I could raise some money on and do some good and then have to watch four hours of my favorite characters in the world getting just absolutely snidered all over. Ugh. Boy, I made myself even sadder thinking of that. But anyway, I really would like to know what everybody thinks. And with that, I think that's going to be the end of an episode. Uh, I apologize that, this, apologize that this one was not especially amusing. But now you, I don't know, you have an origin story. It's not an interesting origin story. Look, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm a little out of sorts this week. I, this is the best I could do. I'll do better next week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, like I said, I really do want to know what you think about this uh, possible fundraiser idea. You can uh, you can email me at fedtalks at yahoo.com. And in fact, if you want to, send me an email and tell me it's okay to read on the show, then we'll fill some time when I don't have to reminisce. Um, you'd reach me on Twitter at EJ Fettis. I am really trying not to use Twitter, but I will, I will get notifications if you tweet to or at me or message me. Um, but yeah, my, my mental state is not jiving with Twitter right now. You know what? As long as we're being honest, Excuse me. I have a. I was friends with somebody who decided they. who got very mad at me a while ago for saying something mildly negative about Nancy Pelosi. And has been. has tweeted some sort of mean things since then. And it's ridiculous. Like, yes, would, he, would I cut somebody who was a Trump supporter out of my life? Did and have. But to. to uh, uh, decide to get mad at somebody because they're not centrist enough. Like, Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't hate progressives. Uh, it's ridiculous, but it's sort of bummer because this person refuses to unfollow me. And now I feel like everything I do on Twitter is being judged. So I'm not really putting much there. Uh, you can follow me and I do not recommend it on Instagram at EJ underscore Fettis. Sometimes if I talk about something on the show, I'll post pic related pictures uh, my big water jug is up on Instagram right now. 
if I can find any pictures from my karaoke days, I will post those. I will not look very hard for them. And also, they're really just pictures of me 20 years ago holding a microphone. Uh, so they're not going to be super exciting. But and I guess it proves I was alive 20 years ago. Because in all of them, I'm holding up that day's newspaper. <laughs> it, was a, it was a weird bit, and nobody knew why I was doing it. And I kept saying, hey, it's going to pay off one day. Uh, just wait until podcasts are a thing. And I guess those are all the ways to reach me. I mean, there are other ways to reach me, but I'm not going to put my phone number on this show. I mean, I think I think three of the four people who, who reliably listen to the show have my phone number. So uh, <laughs> call me, I guess. I don't know. I'm probably not going to answer. I'm at work a lot. Um, I'm just, I, guys, I forgot what I'm saying. Uh Thanks for listening to this convoluted mess. I apologize. I should end every show that way. Uh, in the meantime, go buy go buy yourself a shirt at teasebysummer.com. Um, check out spunkybean.com where I write stuff, but I haven't written anything in a while, so you'll need to scroll back a ways. And that's it. Have a good week. I will try to be more mentally stable next week when I can come up with something instead of just talking about things, talking about times where I had fun 20 years ago. Uh, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Fed Talks is a Faux Boys production. Wah, 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 wah.